There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you haven't already, make sure you check out the new and improved vsin.com. Our website's got a fresh new look with enhanced navigation and a mobile first focus. Plus, that same great expanded educational content you know and love. Today on the article, NBA and college hoops best bets, including prop betting opportunities for tonight's four game slate in the association. And we'll talk. Plenty of NBA and college hoops throughout the course of the next two hours. Welcome into the Lombardi line presented by DraftKings. No Michael Lombardi today. He's getting some well-deserved time off doing a little book tour action. But fortunately, we have a stud waiting in the wings. Will Hill joining us uh, today and for a couple days here on the Lombardi line. Host of the Should Have Bet More podcast. Also does great work with Chris Felica in the gambling group chat for the Bear Bets podcast. Uh, want to apologize, by the way, anybody who is trying to listen in for the first segment of the show. We thought we did a great segment to kick things off, but had some technical difficulties, a little bit of a a crash here. So those of you mostly at home, were seeing a clock. So the good news is, you know what time it is. And now, well, it's time to talk a little NFL combine because the entire NFL world has taken to Indianapolis, except I'll say with the exception of a handful of head coaches who just no longer see a whole lot of value. It appears since Sean McVay started this trend a couple years ago of showing up to the combine. Is that interesting to you what do you think about coaches not being part of the action in person i hadn't realized that i hadn't really thought about that much uh let me ask you though are there markets on because i know some of these offshore places do it are there markets on like 40 times shuttle times things like that because i remember that was a thing for a little bit where people could actually bet on the combine and how many reps things would do so i don't know if uh if DraftKings offers that i'm in connecticut so so many of this stu- so much of this stuff in connecticut just isn't offered nca futures you know conference tournament final four that stuff isn't available in connecticut i'm, I'm curious if they have uh markets for it but the guy i, I get a sense is emerging is neighbors from LSU or some mm. people think he might even go ahead of Harrison. He's going to run a four, three, 40 Harrison. I, I saw what going to run. So, and he was as high as 65 to one, like uh, a week or so ago to be the first non quarterback picked. I don't know that that's the case, but 
I don't think it's ever a bad idea to take a shot on some of these, some of these plus prices this early in the draft process. Because so much changes. I mean, I'm pretty sure Caleb Williams is locked in as the first pick. Yeah. But remember a couple of years years ago, there were like three different favorites at one point for the first pick where it was uh, it was the Trayvon Walker pick. A lot of people thought Hutch- Hutchinson would go first. There was an offensive lineman that was favored. So these things are cyclical. Uh, if you're taking plus numbers on a few different things, I often don't think that's the wrong way to go. Remember, Stroud was the favorite to go first this time last year. And then the, the trade was made with Carolina and Chicago. And eventually it was clear that it was going to be young. But these things can turn. So. Taking a shot at things at plus price is never a bad idea, but Neighbors is a guy I get uh, get the sense is emerging here. Well, and I think that's an interesting point. So in the first non-quarterback selected market where things sit right now, Marvin Harrison Jr. is a minus 650 favorite, but Malik Neighbors is sitting there at 12 to 1. I know Michael has said on the program that Neighbors and I mean even Roma Dunze have been guys that have like really risen in the minds of some folks. And what you said about Marvin Harrison Jr. So Albert Breer reported this week that not only is he not going to do any workouts at the combine so no 40 no skills things um it's believed he won't do those typical drills at his on-campus pro day as well which uh, you ask the question why and i think the answer is inevitably because he can because of the success that he's had on the field in college and is presumed as you said to be that that first non-quarterback selected in this year's draft and on you look at all these big boards that people have out in addition to the mock drafts and he's you know uh, there's caleb williams and there's marvin harrison jr considered those top two just about every place that you look it's interesting though because I like in your opinion where what's the value of the combine for a player like him who doesn't have an agent either, but just everybody considers he's going to be that top guy no matter what he does. Yeah, I'm not sure how much of it is like the physical workouts, especially when you're dealing with an elite player. You know, he's going to check all the boxes physically. Is it getting to know the kid? Is it getting just to to sit down and get a sense for, you know, interviewing him? How, how much does he love the game? Just getting a sense of the person. I mean, Lombardi would obviously be a better person to ask uh, th- this and discuss this with than me. But maybe it's just getting a sense for the character of the kid. How much, you know, how hard does he work? How does he interact with the rest of the guys? Things like that. Because, I mean, the film, especially for a guy like Harrison, speaks for itself. But. Uh, neighbors, I, I do think is a guy to keep an eye on. I think he's yeah. going to be a tremendous pro. I think all these guys are good at receiver. Now you never, you're shopping in the top 10 for receiver. That's, that's debatable because there's so many of them you can find in different rounds. It's like running backs. It seems like these receivers are dime a dozen, but that could be a guy that's a game changer. So I don't know. Chargers at five jets at 10. There's some marquee players. There's some marquee teams with some marquee quarterbacks that have high picks, which is usually not the case where Rogers gets a top 10 pick. Herbert's going to get a top five pick and barring a trade down, which I do think is possible with the chargers because they have a lot of holes to fill. But you know, these receivers Bowers, there's some big time players should be a fun draft should be a fun draft process. Do you bet the draft much? Is that something you get involved in? Um, I have in the past. It just kind of depends on where you can find value and what information that you're getting and hearing that you can get ahead of the boards. You know, like this is, is right. so different from just betting a game and doing your research on the game and seeing what it is like. It, it matters more about the types of people you're getting information from and what you genuinely believe and hear is going to happen more so than what you want or think is going to happen. So it's, it's very different from betting other things. Uh, but for the combine, like more than on field workouts, I, what is interesting to me about the combine is the, all the wheeling and dealing behind the scenes that's going to take place. Like, will this week we learn anything about Kirk cousins, Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson, um, of course, what feels like the top domino that needs to fall if, and when the bears make the final decision of what they're going to do and, do we get news about a trade with Justin Fields this week? But with the Russell Wilson of it all, 
It's interesting because he was talking about his future this week on Brandon Marshall with Brandon Marshall on the I Am Athlete podcast. And his view about this upcoming year and beyond sounds very different from the way I know I view it for Russell Wilson. And I think most people would take a listen to Russ. I got more fire than ever, honestly, especially over the past two years of what I've gone through. Whether if it's in Denver or somewhere else, I, I hope it's in Denver. You know, I hope I get to finish there. I, I, I committed there. I wanted to be there. You know, I want to be there. Hold on. The, you, want, you can go back to Denver, bro? I can go back there. You can play with Coach Payton again? Yeah. For me, it's about winning. It's about winning. Over the next five years, I want to win two. I want to feel the chill of that trophy again. My mindset right now where I am is where I am, and I, I'd love to be there, you know. I'd love to win. And that's what I came there to do is win more Super Bowls. And so if, if it's not there, though, I got to go to a place that we're going to win again. Okay, so I, I'm kind of speechless here. Will, what's your instant reaction? You can't be surprised. He's always been – his interviews, it's always like he's playing a role. He's playing a character. He always tries to say the right thing. It's just he, he does not come off as being very authentic. I mean, I'm sure he would like to win a couple more Super Bowls, but um, come on. I mean, what, what are we doing here? That's uh, – I mean, is there anywhere I can bet that he won't win two more Super Bowls or one more Super Bowl? I mean, he's an OK player. He actually had a decent year last year, but he's not he's not at the point anymore where he's even like a top half of the league quarterback. He, he really had a, a quick fall off. He just doesn't move as well. Again, he was OK this year, but I, I think if you're these teams in the league, you have to look at it like Mahomes is a target. We got to figure out a way to beat Patrick Mahomes. Can we do it with Russell Wilson as our quarterback? If I'm the Steelers and I bring Russell Wilson, am I competing? With the Chiefs, do I have a chance to win a Super Bowl, or am I just happy to squeak out another nine and eight season? I think if you're signing Russell Wilson, your ceiling is like nine, maybe ten wins. I just I wouldn't go down that road. That route, um, that you know that that road. I do think that he'll have a market. Just it's a game of musical chairs, and we saw the quarterback play last year. There just aren't enough good quarterbacks to go around. So he'll get a shot. I don't know if you're a team, would you take a shot? I'm like, where do you think he lands here? Do you think that Steelers? Being the favorite, is that the rightful favorite in your mind? So my, minus 225 favorite right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the Raiders right there, plus 550, Falcons 6 to 1. Uh, I, so with me, my issue with Russ is, like, do I believe in him? Do I, like, no. Do I think that he's kind of cooked at this point? Yes. But he's going to be so cheap because the Broncos are going to have to pay him $39 million no matter what. So he can sign a league um, vet minimum to go anywhere. And then you can build around outside things. So if you're a team that really genuinely feels like you're a quarterback away and you think you can get enough out of Russ, then sure, I don't mind it because he's going to be cheap as hell. But... I'm not a Russ fan. And like, can we crawl before we walk talking about wanting to win two rings in the next five years? First of all, you only have one. And yes, you improved this past season, but that's coming off a year where you had a precipitous fall, where you had career lows in just about everything. So there was no really way you could go down. Of course, you played better this year. He's nowhere near the guy that we saw in Seattle at his prime. He's nowhere near the guy that we saw winning Super Bowls and going to two. So... I don't know. It's I struggle with it because I'm not a believer, but I do feel like because as you reference the lack of solid quarterback play we had in the NFL this past year and him being as inexpensive as he is, he's going to find a landing spot, right? Uh, he will. He'll find a landing spot. He'll probably play. He'll probably be a, a starter week one. Ideally, I feel like he'd be a good it'd be a good situation where you can bring him in somewhere where you draft a rookie quarterback. Maybe the rookie's not ready and you play him for a, you know, a month, six weeks while the while the uh, while the rookie gets ready quickly, though, because we're running up against it. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? Do you think he'll make it? 
I think that's why he wants to keep playing and why he can, if he can go to a place that is a contender because he he wants to build that resume. I, I wouldn't think so right now. No, I don't either. I think two years ago, I would have said, yes, I don't, I think these last couple of years has probably cost him. Yeah. It's, it's tainted the resume and the legacy for sure. Uh, So maybe that's what we asked when Thomas Gable joins us next. What are the odds for, uh, for Russell Wilson to be in the hall of fame? What are the, you know, we'll find something. (laughs) Uh, TG joining us next. Lots of college basketball talk ahead. Don't go anywhere. This is the Lombardi line on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your life sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, dance bro. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Put the 
VEASAN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VEASAN Pro annual subscription today. You'll get your first year for only $199 instead of the typical price of $240. And all you got to do is use our promo code Lombardi. You'll get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do for an entire year, including our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits showing you where the money and bets are moving for each and every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, as well as 24-7 video access. Plus, remember our upcoming March Madness betting guide with best bets for every game and round of the tournament is coming up. Remember to use that promo code Lombardi. Get your first year of VEASAN Pro access for only $199. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. This is the Lombardi line. Stormy Bonantoni and Will Hill with you today coming to you from coast to coast. And we now welcome in good friend of the show, Thomas Gable, director of the race and sports book at the Borgata out there in Atlantic City. And TG, we were just having a little bit of fun talking about Russell Wilson. He's had some quotes that came out over the weekend saying that he wants to win two Super Bowls in the next five years, which sounds a little delusional to me. So we we were just tossing around in the commercial break. If you were to set a, a line on Russell Wilson just to win one Super Bowl before his career is up or even to win a playoff game coming up, like where are these hypothetical lines going? What's the level of confidence in Russell Wilson wherever he lands? Well, I'll say winning two in five years, that's a pretty aggressive uh, timeline for him there. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, the no is obviously going to be the heavy favorite to even win one at, at this point, um, it, unless he's going somewhere as a backup. I don't know. Uh, in the next five years, if he's backing up somebody who uh, a contender, then maybe. But as a starter, no, he's not. He's not going to be winning any. Thomas, let's switch over to college basketball. Uh, just in terms of the futures, are you close enough to Connecticut where you're getting buried with UConn money? I live in Connecticut. We can't bet Connecticut futures here. Uh, is UConn a big liability for you in terms of winning the whole thing? Uh, UConn, there is some liability on them to win it. And our biggest liability, which honestly I thought they were kind of dead and buried uh, up until this weekend, was is St. John's. Um, they could potentially still uh, sneak in now with that win over Creighton this past weekend. But, yeah, we do have some liability on UConn. Uh, certainly a popular choice and to defend their title. Um, looking at our future book here, you know, Kentucky is a pretty big liability for us also, and that's really just due to the price. You, you, you can still get them 22 to 1, uh, somewhere in that range, 23 to 1. And, you know, they've been around that for or higher and, you know, the, the liability kind of adds up and they, they have looked good. Obviously, they had that huge win uh, this weekend over Alabama. Um, basically, it was almost an NBA game, certainly a 1990s NBA game um, with, with the score in that one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, UConn is always going to be a popular play just because they're the defending champs and, and they do look really good. I mean, let's face it, uh, you know, outside of Houston, uh, they're probably the highest power rated team in the country. And uh, I have them right there with Houston in terms of my power ratings and Purdue uh, slightly uh, underneath the two of those squads. But um, uh, the defending champ is always going to take uh, a, a lot of uh, money from betters.
TG, can we go back to Kentucky for a moment? Because this is a team, like, obviously unbelievable win over the weekend. But they've had some head scratchers as well. They're as talented as anybody in all of college basketball. But I genuinely question the consistency when you get to a one-and-done situation in the NCAA tournament. Like, this is a team that could be in the Final Four or win a national championship or be one-and-done. I have no idea, genuinely, how to view Kentucky going into the tournament. What's your perception of this team? Well, it's a good point by you, Norman, because they do have some head scratchers on there. I mean, they, they lost to LSU by a point. Um, they've lost to South Carolina already. They've lost to Kansas, Florida, Tennessee, and they have a rematch with Tennessee as their last game of the year uh, of the regular season, I should say. Um, but on the offensive end, they are as good, you know, as, as anybody. Obviously, the number one three-point shooting team in the country. Uh, they can play at extremely quick pace, just as you saw with Alabama there on Saturday. Uh, defensively, I think is is where they kind of have their limitations. Um, but and we still have yet to see Cal Perry really uh, do anything in the tournament with with this Kentucky team. Uh, it's it's been one failure after another. So uh, I, I'm going to uh, I, I'm going to I would not put any money on Kentucky at this point. I mean. I, at 22 to one, I'm not going to fault anybody for doing that uh, because there certainly is upside at that price. But once you get under 20 to one, I wouldn't be uh, looking to invest in Kentucky. Thomas, how about the games tonight? Monday's always a lighter card, and it's the case tonight. TCU, a small home favorite. It's so hard to win on the road in the Big 12. It's so hard to win, period, on the road in college basketball. What are you looking for in this game, TCU and Baylor? Yeah, Baylor coming off the overtime loss to Houston on Saturday, a game where they were down by as many as 16 in the second half and could have won it in regulation, but a costly missed free throw there uh, basically sent that game into overtime. And uh, Now, Baylor is one of the best offensive teams in the country. They shoot over 40% from three. It's good for third in the country. They're a top-five team in overall offensive efficiency. So they go from, a top, from the top defense in the country, Houston, to TCU, who aren't bad defensively, but they're, they're, they aren't Houston. Let's face that. These are two teams that they played three overtimes at the end of January, a game in which TCU eventually pulled out um, TCU eight and six in the conference, bit of an up and down season for the Horn Frogs. They, they did just have an impressive win over Cincinnati on Saturday by 18 points. I think this spread is about right, but if you're looking to play this game, I would look at the total. And when I give my plays to Patrick Maher every morning, uh, this is the only game I like today on the card. And I, I took the over of 148. TCU's allowing 36 attempts per game from three. Baylor will be more than happy to shoot that many. And if they hit close to average, uh, they're going to put up a lot of points here. TCU has an above average offense, and, and Baylor does struggle at times to defend inside the arc. TCU is going to look to get to the basket and score in the interior. In terms of pace, both these teams are in the bottom half of college basketball, but the efficiency here I think should make up for it. So that was really my only play today was uh, taking me over in this game. So with that being your only play, were that, was there another game or two maybe that you dug into and just couldn't fully get there but had a lean on that you liked? Yeah, the, the, the other Big 12 game here, West Virginia, Kansas State. Uh, you know, Kansas State's coming off an impressive win over BYU. Uh, West Virginia was pretty much in that game with Iowa State over the weekend. They, they covered, they got the money, but too many turnovers for the Mountaineers. They ended up losing that game. Um, it's been a tough season for West Virginia between the Huggins fiasco before the season started 
which caused players to transfer out. It, it's been rough. Uh, you know, they've Raekwon battle, not Raekwon, the chef from Wu-Tang clan, Raekwon battle, six, five <laughs> senior. And uh, when he's on, he can fill it up, but he's very streaky and you don't know what you're going to get in any particular game from him. Kansas state, has a great defense, top 20 in the country, but they, like West Virginia, have struggled in this Big 12 conference this season, and that's really due to their lack of offense. They're terrible from three. They're shooting only 30.7% from behind the arc. Also one of the worst teams in all of Division One in committing turnovers. Uh, we'll see if either team can really execute on the offensive end tonight. Uh, these two did play back on January 9th. Kansas State got the 81-67 win. But the bottom line is both these teams will miss the NCAA tournament, barring some big run in the Big 12 tournament. If I do anything with this game, I would lean towards the under here, uh, certainly with the way Kansas State uh, does struggle on the offensive end. Thomas Gable with a Wu-Tang Clan reference plus uh, a million caches for anyone that had that. Uh, Thomas, last yeah. couple minutes here. <laughs> Uh, three weeks from now, we're going to have the brackets. Everyone's going to be looking for the next Florida Atlantic. Is there a team that's going to be on like the eight line or lower that you like that you could see making a run to the final four? Well, that's always the, that's always the thing, right? It is trying to find somebody right now that's, uh, in the futures that you can get a good price on and that you can maybe monetize the ticket if they, if they make it to the final four. Um, there are certainly teams that I think are out there with, with, um, some some value if they can make it in. You know, I, I've looked at teams like Iowa State. Um, you know, they they think have the tools to pretty much play with anybody in the country. Uh, they certainly could do it. You know, outside the top four programs, top five programs, which I would really just run off and say it's, it's Houston, UConn, uh, Purdue. You can certainly throw Arizona, Tennessee right there in the mix, and then you kind of have the next level of teams. Would I be surprised to see Alabama or Kentucky uh, make a run to a Final Four? Absolutely not. Certainly could happen. Auburn, same thing. Uh, but you got to look a little bit deeper down. Uh, I, I really like that Iowa State team. Uh, I think they have a chance. And and St. Mary's, don't sleep on St. Mary's either. They Defensively, uh, they could grind anybody out, especially come tournament time. TG, you're the man. Thanks for doing this. All right. Thank you, guys. That's Thomas Gable, Thanks, director Thomas. of the Race and Sportsbook at the Borgata out there in Atlantic City. Always appreciate him joining us on a Monday. We are going to hit the break here, but still plenty more to come on the Lombardi line. This is VEASAN, the sports betting network with Stormy Bonantoni and Will Hill. We'll be right back. line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. Baseball is back and what better way to hit off the grapefruit and cactus leagues than with VEASAN's free MLB betting primer. This primer will tell you how to bet on spring training and continue all season long with our VEASAN experts World Series futures analysis. Our free MLB betting primer has basic baseball betting advice for those new to betting the sport, plus a breakdown on how to use sabermetrics for more data-driven bettors to make this your best season yet. Bet the MLB smarter this year. Download the free MLB betting primer now for free 
free. VSIN.com slash guide. That's VSIN.com slash guide. This is the Lombardi line. Stormy Bonantoni and Will Hill with you on this Monday morning. Thank you for hanging out with us. Excited to continue some of our conversation in the association as Nick Whalen joins us. Rotowire senior NBA analyst. You can catch him on Sirius XM NBA as well. Nick, how you doing? We're in the, the second half, the so-called second half now. So things are starting to get real. They sure are. It's good to be back. Great to be talking NBA with you guys on a Wednesday or excuse me, Wednesday, a Monday afternoon. Uh, but yeah, it's really the final third of the season, right? There's kind of this misnomer out there that the, the all-star break is the halfway point. Not true whatsoever. We got the stretch run already. Nick, let's talk Oklahoma City Thunder because they're a team that fascinates me. We know they have a million picks. We know they have a bunch of young players. Forget all that for a second. Forget the future. Can this Oklahoma City team win the th- uh, Oklahoma City Thunder team win the title this season? Can they? Yes. Would I bet them to do so? No, I, I would not. There's not a lot of precedent, as I'm sure you guys know, for a team like OKC with this core not really having much experience making even one postseason run. You know, historically in the NBA, unless you're putting together, you know, a Boston Celtics or a Miami Heat super team, you know, these things take time. You, know, you, you need players to coalesce. You need players to go through those runs, get there, fail a couple of times before getting over the mountaintop. So I think Oklahoma City absolutely has to be taken seriously. There's a reason that they're tied for the number one seed right now at 40 and 17 out West. But when push comes to shove, you know, if I take them over Denver in a seven-game series, or if I take them over the LA Clippers, if everybody's healthy in a seven-game series, I mean, even right now, guys, their potential first-round matchup could be the three-headed monster that is the Phoenix Suns. And it's like, I, I don't know if I'm taking, you know, SGA, Chet Holmgren, and Jalen Williams over Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Bradley Beal. So I would be surprised if we see Oklahoma City uh, even make the NBA Finals this year. I think we could talk about that in 2025. When it comes to the futures board, whether it be Eastern Western Conference, NBA titles, are there, are there any teams that you look at that board and you think, okay, that's that's good value, should bet now? Yeah, I think there are a few. Uh, you know, Right now in the East, it's really tough to look anywhere other than Boston. Uh, I know Milwaukee feels like maybe they're starting to get it together a little bit, but I have questions about the Bucks' depth, uh, well beyond you know some of the issues with the fit of Damian Lillard so far this season. You know, the two teams that have jumped out to me, guys, and I've been on this for, for the last few weeks, out West, it's still the Dallas Mavericks. I know they, they took a tough loss yesterday to Indiana. That ended a seven-game winning streak for the Mavs, but I love what Dallas did at the trade deadline. I think they were one of only a handful of teams that went out and addressed exactly what they needed at the deadline, and that was, one, getting rid of Grant Williams, two, adding to their depth up front, not basically just having Derek Lively out there as a rookie asking him to, to guard Nikola Jokic in a playoff series. So bringing in P.J. Washington, bringing in Daniel Gafford, that makes me feel a lot better about the pieces around Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving for this Mavs team. And just two years ago, guys, we saw Luka single-handedly drag a vastly superior version of this Mavs roster all the way to the West Line. We, we know he's the type of player, one of only three or four in the league, who single-handedly carry you uh, all the way through a playoff series. So it's going to be tough out West. There's a reason that they're 28-1 right now at the DraftKings Sportsbook, but my favorite long shot out west, the Mavericks. And in the east, I'm still going with Miami, guys. We've seen it too many times. As long as they're in the tournament, they're going to be the team that nobody wants to play. I still like what they did getting Terry Rozier. I know it has immediate results, but I think there's a case to be made that they are the deepest team in the Eastern Conference. And we know already they're a bad matchup for Milwaukee, and they're a bad matchup for Baltimore. 
Nick, a team I don't think gets talked about a lot for what's at stake is the Suns. When you trade that much for a player as old as Durant, you got to win the title and you got to win it soon. I just I'm skeptical they can stay healthy for four rounds. Do you think there's any value on Phoenix? Where are you at here with the Suns? Yeah, the Suns are down to 16 to one right now at the DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm I'm not as out on Phoenix as some other people seem to be. Uh, you know, I think they're they're in the same basket to me as a team like the Lakers, where you almost throw out what they do in the regular season. Now, I'm a lot more concerned about the Lakers than I am the Suns. But as long as the Suns, you know, can, can emerge from that play-in zone, which I think they will, I think they can pass up New Orleans or Sacramento, if not both. They're one of those teams that nobody's going to want to play, right? I mean, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, that becomes even more of an advantage in the postseason, right? You're dealing with six, seven-man rotations as opposed to what you're seeing in the regular season. So I, I actually do think there is a little bit of value on the Suns. I mean, they're, they're a team talent-wise that stacks up well with anybody in play. Nick Whalen, senior NBA analyst at Rotowire, joining us here on the Lombardi line. And there's a four-game slate coming up tonight in the association. Not quite as good as what we had yesterday, but still money to be made, I'm sure. Any game specifically that stood out to you as far as today's card goes? Yeah, it's a strangely small Monday night slate in the NBA. Typically, we get like, you know, nine to 12 games on a Monday. So we have to be a little bit more selective here. You know, I'm looking at the, the Pistons-Knicks game, and I'm staying away from the double-digit line in favor of New York. But I love Jalen Brunson, over 7.5 assists tonight. That's at minus 115. That's been one of my pet props all year. The number always seems to be hanging around 6.5, 7.5. And, and, uh, and on the Detroit side of things, Jalen Duran over 10.5 rebounds. Now, this one correlates specifically to how many minutes does Jalen Duran play? This is not necessarily a great matchup. New York's been one of the best rebounding teams in the league all year, but so is Detroit. Jalen Duran has gone over 10 and a half old guys in 19 of 21 games when he plays more than 30 minutes. So all we're asking of Detroit here, keep this game relatively close. Keep Jalen Duran in the game in the fourth quarter, because if he could get to 31 minutes, that seems the magic number. So I like the over 10 and a half boards for him. Uh, and then I'm looking at the under 225 in the Heat Kings game in the late window. No Jimmy Butler. Just got word about 10 minutes ago that neither Terry Rozier nor Tyler Hero will be available for the Miami Heat. Miami's already the best under team in the NBA, 35 and 21 to the under this season. They're 20 and 8 to the under on the road. Sacramento, they've been an over team, but 5 and 3 to the under when they're on the second night of back to back. Nick Holmgren is up to five to one to win rookie of the year. Do you think he has a chance to get back in this race for a rookie of the year? Any other awards you think have value right now? Yeah. Rookie of the year is tough to me. I don't think I would bet it right now. I know when is as short as like minus 10,000 at some books. And I think the most important thing is he's already played 50 plus games. And to my knowledge, the 65 game minimum does not apply to rookie of the year. I thought Victor Webinyama would miss more time by now. I think there is still the risk that they shut him down late in the year. But I think the fact that he's just gotten 50 games and will likely exceed 55 and maybe push 60 games, I think that's going to be enough for most voters. And the way he's played over the last month, I mean, a little over a month ago, guys, he was plus 150. Jeff Holmgren was the favorite. And that shows just how much that switch has flipped for Victor Webinyama. And I think narrative is with Webinyama. He's absolutely lived up to the hype as the super prospect, the best prospect since LeBron James. I don't think there's a whole lot of value in Jeff Holmgren unless you think Victor Webinyama is being shut down very, very soon, or, or you think an injury is coming. Because really the only advantage right now for Holmgren is that he might end up playing a few more games, and obviously he's on a better team, but historically, Rookie of the Year does not really correlate team success. We saw Andrew Wiggins win this award on a 16-66 Timberwolves. 
What about in the NBA MVP market? Nikola Jokic, a minus 160 favorite right now. Shea Gilgis-Alexander sell to plus money price, plus 250. Doncic, plus 650. Giannis, 14-1. to And then it starts to fall off pretty precipitously after that. Is there any value on the board still beyond the odds-on favorite? You know, I wouldn't bet SGA at plus 220. I don't really love the case for him, you know, unless OKC really separates itself in the Western Conference and, you know, gets the one seed by like five games. I just don't think he's going to win the statistical argument over Jokic or over Doncic or even Giannis. I mean, his counting stats are incredible, but in the modern NBA, when you stack them up against these other candidates, I don't think they're really going to stand out. I think Luka and Giannis are the best values right now. I do think it's Jokic's award to lose. But I think the narrative with Dallas all season was, well, they're this middling team. They're kind of in the middle of the conference. And yeah, that's true. They're the eight seed right now, but they're not that far behind, you know, teams like the Nuggets and the Clippers and the Kings. They, they're a couple hot weeks away from potentially climbing all the way up to the four seed in the Western Conference. So Luke is going to win a lot of the statistical arguments. I think if the team success comes along with that, getting him at six, seven, eight to one, depending on where you look, I think that could be a good value. And there's still value guys at Giannis 15 to one. I mean, he's right there statistically with all these guys. Milwaukee, in my opinion, will likely finish as the two seed in the Eastern Conference. It feels like it's been kind of a disappointing year overall for Milwaukee. And that's breaking down Giannis's overall candidacy. But he's having the best individual season, I think, of his career. And the fact that Damian Lillard has not played well for basically two months now, and Milwaukee is still 16 games above 500, I mean, that speaks to just the degree to which Giannis has carried this team. So Luka and Giannis would be the guys that we look at outside of Nicole Young. Nick can always count on you for some great information. Really appreciate you taking some time today. Hey, anytime, guys. Thanks. Nick Whalen doing great stuff over there with Rotowire. You can also catch him on SiriusXM NBA. Follow him on X at Whalen, except the L is a one. Number one on our show and in our hearts. Nick Whalen, everybody. We'll be right back on the Lombardi line, turning the page back to a little NFL. Got some futures talk, a little would you rather. Better's choice coming up with Will Hill next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my, my day. Day. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Put the VSIN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VSIN Pro annual subscription today. You'll get your first year for only $199. Instead of the typical $240 price, all you have to do is use our promo code Lombardi. Get VSIN Pro access to everything we do for an entire year, including our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, 24-7 video access, plus our upcoming March Madness betting guide with best bets, bracket breakdowns for every game and every round of the tournament. Remember to use that promo code Lombardi. Get your first year of VSIN Pro access for $199. Sign up today at vsin.com slash subscribe. Will Hill and Stormy Bonatoni with you as we welcome you back to the Lombardi line. And you joked about it earlier, Will. It would not be a show with me if we were not playing a game. So get ready for better's choice. It's essentially a would you rather situation. We're going to look at either players, teams with similar odds, similar markets, team crossovers, what have you, and see would you rather bet this or this among the two options. Are you ready, sir? Can you explain the rules to me one more time? No, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Better's choice on some way too early NFL futures. First one, we're going to go to the MVP market. Would you rather take Patrick Mahomes to win the NFL MVP for the second time in three years at plus 650 or Josh Allen to get his first at seven to one? I would rather have Mahomes. Mahomes is the best player. Mahomes is the best player by a wide margin. Allen still has the turnover issues. That's there's more competition for Allen in that division and finishing first place is almost a prerequisite to winning this award. I mean, Allen's going to be a division where the Jets get Rodgers back and have a top 10 pick. I, I thought they were going to be good last year. We never got to find out. Uh, I think they'll be good this year. Maybe they trade for Devontae Adams. They still have Tua in Miami uh, and then you have the Patriots. But look, my Kansas City really doesn't have a competitor. I'm sure Chargers will be better with Harbaugh. Uh, t- teaming up with Herbert. But to me, this is Mahomes. He's the best player. Easier division. Six to one. I mean, is it was it plus plus six hundred plus six fifty? Yeah. That's okay. It's not great. I wouldn't bet it now, just because it's February. You're not going to win this award till next February, even if you do win. But all things being equal, I would take Patrick Mahomes. 
So the thing with Josh Allen for me that bothers me is just the number because he's always among those always. shortest shots and then it never ends up going anywhere. It's like Luca in basketball. Luca's always like the second or third favorite. And he just never wins. His team never has success. I agree. Yeah. He's so it, 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 that it's, number's too short. It's frustrating. And that's why I wish that the presumed turnovers were built into this a little bit so that we could get a double digit number, or get a little bit more bang for our buck here on Josh Allen. Because if he did have a great year and was able to reel in the turnovers, I would love this bet. But Eh, unfortunately not going to be there. So I'm with you. I would, I would rather if I had to choose between these two, I'd stick to Patrick Mahomes just because you know what you're going to get with him. And I'm sure the assumption is this off season that he might actually get a true wide receiver weapon to join that squad. At least I, I hope he gets one because he's been doing a lot with a little that if you could give him a little bit more um, on the offensive side of the ball, he would appreciate it. Let's stick with the chiefs though, for this next one, the two teams that played for the super bowl this year, would you rather the chiefs over 10 and a half wins. It is a heftier price at minus 145 or the 49ers over 11 and a half where you're getting plus money plus 125. This one's easy for me. It is Chiefs over. I'm surprised this is only 10 and a half. Again, there's some juice, but they're always good for 11, 12 wins. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at them this year. They lost a game to the Eagles where on Monday Night Football, they couldn't catch the ball, drop a touchdown, dropped a couple touchdowns, I think. That first game against the Lions, they dropped balls left and right. They let the Packer game get away. They let that Raider game on Christmas where the Raiders did nothing. They lose that game. Bad year, no receivers. They still won 11 games. I mean, when you have the best quarterback, usually you win 11, 12 plus games. Think all the Brady Patriot teams, the Peyton Manning Colt teams. When you got the best quarterback, that's usually 12 plus wins. And that was 16 game schedule. Uh, so to me, they're going to win their 11, 12 plus as long as Mahomes is healthy. I know the schedule's tough. Anytime you win your division, first place schedule is not easy, but you still get the Broncos twice, the Raiders twice, uh, the Chargers twice, who they, they do okay against. Uh, to me, it's an over on, on the Chiefs. 49ers, not only it's a couple of things. You got to get to 12. I know you're getting a plus number, but getting to 12 is not easy. And I do think the trend is real. The Super Bowl loser just doesn't seem to do as well the next year. I mean, look at Philly this year. I know they played well in the beginning of the year, but they collapsed. The last time San Francisco lost the Super Bowl was it Garoppolo got hurt in the in the COVID year. But that's a real trend. The, the Super Bowl loser usually does not do well, usually does not go over their win total the following year. So. Chiefs over would be the play here. I don't appreciate your analysis here, but I, know. I think I know. both of those numbers are going over though next year. Like yes. I would, I would be shocked if the Chiefs didn't get double digit plus Me wins. Too. Like they, they were going to get eleven plus, and the 49ers have had what 12, 13 wins each of the last two years. So I, yeah. I feel like they'll be able to do it again, especially since they're maintaining their core. And there's fear. enough talent for twelve and five. I agree. I, I would probably bet over before I would bet yeah. under, but. When you're when you're trying to get to 12 wins, there's no margin for error. Like if you lose Purdy for a month, can you still get to 12 wins? If you lose McCaffrey for a month, like I don't know, getting to 12 is a lot. Eventually, you're going to run into a bad year here, but I, I'd probably go over before I went under. But I do like the Chiefs well, one more. And to, and these are the only win totals that we have available right now on DraftKings as these start to come out and become readily available with every team. Like there's going to be better bets on the board than just these two teams, obviously. Um, but let's go to the reigning offensive rookie of the year. For him to win MVP, the price is 14 to 1 in CJ Stroud, or his head coach to win coach of the year, both in that 14 to 1, 15 to 1 range. Who would you rather have a ticket in pocket for? I guess Stroud. I think it would be harder for Ryan's to win this award. Usually you do this, you win this coach of the year by doing less with more or overachieving or coming out of nowhere. Last year was the come out of nowhere season. They didn't win it. So I don't think he'd get it the year after. 
there's going to be ex- expectations on them. So I don't think like even if they won 10 or 11 games, it's not going to be like, oh, my God, D'Amico Ryan's did this great coaching job. People are going to there's going to be some expectations with them and expectations make it hard to win coach of the year. So I prefer Stroud again, 14 to one. He'll probably win one in his time. He's, he's that level of player. 14 to one. Is that a great number? No, but I, I'd rather bet Stroud than a bet Ryan's. I, I agree fe- or disagree. I, I agree with you. I think D'Amico Ryan's probably should have won this year considering how abysmal Tied, the Texans. right? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the thing. Like I, I mean, Kevin Stefanski completely deserving with what they accomplished getting to the playoffs, despite having to play five quarterbacks and having a guy that they spent an arm two legs on uh, not being available or good when he was available and Deshaun Watson. So um, both very deserving. I just thought that if there was a year that D'Amico Ryans was going to win it, it would have been this year with the turnaround that they had. So CJ Stroud and Jordan Love, I I have a feeling are going to be popular plays for people in the MVP market this year. Um, The Detroit Lions one win away from making a Super Bowl ultimately did not get there, but now they have the experience. Would you rather bet Detroit at 12 to one to win the Super Bowl or Aiden Hutchison to win defensive player of the year? Same odds. I'd rather go with Hutchinson. It feels like the Lions again, that's that's going to be tough for them to get back. The division's getting better. You mentioned Green Bay's on the rise. The Bears, with all their draft assets, their defense, the Vikings still aren't a bad team. And if you're the Lions, you still got to go through the 49ers, Cowboys, teams like that. Maybe the Eagles get their stuff together. Uh, So by default here, Aiden Hutchinson, who's a tremendous player, uh, 12 to 1. I'd I'd rather go with the player here to win the award than the team. 12 to 1, again, it just feels a little short. They should be in the mix. They should win their double-digit games. But I don't know, 12 to 1, I don't feel like I'm getting a, a good bet. I'd rather take the player. How about you? What which yeah. direction would you go? Um, I think I actually might like the Lions here. If oh. I had to choose one, I think I might go Detroit. And I, as a 49ers fan, obviously I'm so, so I was so elated that the 49ers were able to come back in the second half of that, that uh, NFC championship game to win. But the Lions probably should have won that game. They've got the head coach. They've got the core. They have the experience now where I think that was something this past postseason, a lot of people held against them that they couldn't be a Super Bowl team because they hadn't been there. Now they've you know got that experience. They know what it's like to, to be in that position. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. Um, and I just... Defensive player of the year, Aiden Hutchinson, he's he's fine. I just think there are some other players that would be more worthy and better and have more opportunity to bump up those sack numbers. One more here for us quickly. Let's go out to Los Angeles and the Chargers. Jim Harbaugh to win coach of the year. He is the favorite in the market right now, plus 550. Or your boy, Justin Herbert, 12 to 1. Although based on your comments earlier on Mahomes, I think I know the answer. Maybe. Yeah, I don't love either. I guess I would go to Herbert just in case he did steal the division. He could. There's a path for him to do it, and I do think they'll be better. I just don't know that Harbaugh is going to get the credit if they have a turnaround because everyone kind of exp- – really? everyone kind of Everyone likes their talent. Everyone kind of assumes they've underachieved. It's not going to be like, oh, my God, how did Harbaugh win with this team? It's going to be like, yeah, he's supposed to win. Like, they have good players. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking See, it. Okay. So, well, I, yeah, this is ahead. this is where I disagree because all yes, right. they've had all of the talent. They've, they've had these high expectations and they've never been able to reach it. If Jim Harbaugh is the only significant element of change that yeah. you have in here and they go and like have an unbelievable season and compete with the chiefs for the division, you yes. don't think he would win this? He might, but they made the playoffs two years ago. They almost made the playoffs three years ago. It's not like they've been a four or five win team. Like they're people kind of regard them. But they as were like a, a five win team this year. 
this year, Herbert got hurt. It was a weird year, but I, the market doesn't rate them as a five-win team. The market sort of likes them. They're always so overrated. I, it, it's a weird thought exercise. Maybe he could win. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm bet. I, Sounds I, like you, so, so you like the plus five fifty? I no, I don't want to bet it, but I'm just <laughs> saying I can I can see it. I can see the argument, and I think that the Chargers could be one of those teams that has a remarkable year one turnaround because of the guy they have at the helm. Which possible? Uh, yeah, at plus five fifty in a in a market like this, I don't want to bet that right now, but um, we shall see as we get closer. We're going to wrap things up with some of our best bets of the night when we come back, closing things out on the Lombardi line. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 